When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. And we are here today to break down Twilight with the true cute one. You may know her from her hilarious TikTok and Instagram videos, Melissa Kristen. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. I am so excited to talk about Twilight. Last week, we covered Almost Famous. Donnie, how are you holding up? How are the cuties treating you in the DMs after your bold statements? Uh, Well, you know, I'm not afraid to block people, so I'm doing fine. Now, are (laughs) they is the question. I guess in the scheme of things, Twilight to Almost Famous likability ratio, where are we at? It's so nice to be able to, like, enjoy hating something again. Last week, I just wanted to, like, pull my eyeballs out and put them in a bowl of grapes at a haunted house. But this week, I just had fun hating it. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about all things Twilight. So let's just jump right in. So this movie was released on November 21st, 2008. It was a Friday. And I know that usually we talk about big things that happened on the day the movie we are covering was released. But in this case, Twilight was the big thing that happened because this series was a movement that swept the nation. Like, forget Myers-Briggs personality test, (laughs) forget your Zodiac sign. Being Team Edward or Team Jacob was a core part of everyone's identity in 2008. So I just have to ask, where are we at? Team Edward, Team Jacob. Okay, I was Team Edward. Were you? I was, but now if I were to have to pick, I would pick Team Jacob. But at the time, I was just like, uh, yeah, go for the vampire, the hot guy, you know. But that was 2008, Melissa. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah, I was very firmly Team Jacob. I had a Team Jacob hoodie that I would wear to my classes. I think it's fair to say at the time you were Team Edward and you've since like you know, looked back, maybe reevaluated <laughs> a little. Yeah. But I just have to say for any cuties that are out there listening that are still Team Edward, I'm praying for you. I hope <laughs> therapy is in your future. Like, God bless. Now, you know, I was Team Jacob because I looked like Taylor Lautner. So I just had to support uh-huh. him. But <laughs> I would get like aggressively angry when people were Team Edward. And I was like, have fun sleeping with a corpse. Like, it was <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Melissa, were you. Team Edward because you were team Robert Pattinson or were you team Edward in the books too? In the books at the time, because I just, uh, yeah, I guess I liked how he just was so taken by her and that's Mm -hmm. how I looked at it romantically at the time. But now as an adult, I look at it like, oh my God, that was so creepy. Like, what were you thinking? Yeah, I don't know how this, and I know we'll talk about the books, I'm sure, in a little bit, but I don't know how it was published and aimed at kids. I don't know how the movie was made and aimed at children. Like, this is just teaching girls to be in, like, very toxic relationships. And believe me, we will definitely get into all of that. I figure. The fact that Fifty Shades of Grey came out of, as a fanfic, 
based on this franchise and book series, I think that says it all that like a dom sub relationship. And I would argue that that relationship is healthier because at least there was like a contract being signed. Safe words. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you just are dating a man that wants to eat you (laughs) and not in a fun way. (laughs) So as we know, I am a book is better bitch. So naturally, yes, I did read the books, but this is a very specific, unique case where I knew, even though I was fully obsessed, like I knew that both the books and the movies were trash, but (laughs) I still loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was at the movie theater like at midnight when it came out. I think I did it for one of the books, too. I don't remember. Midnight Sun, I even dabbled in. Remember when that was leaked? It was like the first Twilight (gasps) book rewritten from Edward's point of view. Mm -hmm. But then it was leaked, so she stopped writing it. But I was one of the people that read it illegally online. Like, I was just... A true Twilight terror. Which honestly is such a power move. Like that is some pettiness that I can get behind that she's like, yeah, I'm feeling very creatively fulfilled and you guys are going to love this shit, but you ruined it for yourselves. So no, I'm actually not going to release it ever. It's <laughs> a good out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she got halfway through writing and she's like, I don't even really exactly. like the first book yeah. that much. She probably leaked it herself. <laughs> Chelsea, I can't believe that you read all of the Twilight books and saw the movies and you still have yet to see... Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That disgusts me, actually. I know. I know. And it was really funny. I had a recent cutie, shout out to you, DM me because she's going back and like binging old episodes, which Uh like, God bless you. Again, I hope therapy is in your future if you're spending more than one hour a week with us. But thank you for listening. Wait, binging our episodes? (laughs) Our episodes. Oh, God bless you. Yeah, isn't that so sweet? And also I'm concerned. I think you meant Buffy. And I was like, she does not need therapy for that. No. But for our episodes, yeah, absolutely. But she reached out and she was like, yeah, you've been saying that you are going to binge Buffy like for over a year now and I'm like I know Melissa did you watch Buffy? No I was staying Ah. quiet because I'm in the same boat (laughs) Uh, Well I don't know you well enough to come for you yet by the end of the episode I'll talk about you but right now I'll just channel all my anger at Chelsea Okay good thank you (laughs) So right now on the Patreon we're recapping the first season of 7th Heaven which I think might be scarier than Buffy It's scary for many many different reasons but we'll have to do like a poll or something over there to see what we should recap next because if the cuties are behind it i will recap buffy and glee's always an option too we'll put that on the poll as well (laughs) okay we can put that on the poll as well sure um really quick before we get into the movie i hate when you start a sentence like that um really quick so what are you gonna horrify me with no we're talking about vampire books right now so before we go into the movie when i was very inspired by Twilight, I started working on a vampire book of my own, and it was about a gay boy in high school (laughs) that became a vampire, and then (laughs) killed all the straight people. So clearly I had to work through some things. It was a good little outlet. It never got published, shockingly, but... (laughs) I can't imagine. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote a little book. (laughs) Wonderful. Well... And wait, it was called Fang, like Vampire Fangs, but the cover was the F slur on somebody's locker, and then the N was written and in blood. Isn't that cute? Yeah, clever. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's going to log off. She's yeah. like, oh, internet issues. <laughs> well, on that note, Donnie, can you hit us with some background and trivia about this fine film? Yeah, sure, I would love to. So it was directed by Catherine Hardwick, 
who also directed 13, and then she directed two episodes of This Is Us and that Red Riding Hood movie with Amanda Seyfried, which Uh I personally loved, but I know nobody else did. Twilight was written by Melissa Rosenberg, who also wrote five episodes of Party of Five, three episodes of The O.C., and the rest of the Twilight movies, and also randomly Step Up. So that's fun. Delightful. The budget for the movie was $37 million, and it made $408 million worldwide. Wild. Which might be the most profitable movie we've ever covered. Wow. Dang. I hope they spent some of that budget on acting classes for the future, but I don't think they did. Now... Okay, we'll get into that, because <laughs> I always thought the acting was bad in this movie, too. But upon this rewatch, I didn't hate it. So <laughs> <Okay>. we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get into that, because Chelsea's jaw just dropped. <laughs> the taglines for this movie were, forever begins now. And also, when you can live forever, what do you live for? Oh, dark. <laughs> This was a dark movie, Chelsea. Literally, it had the blue light lens the whole time. It was very hard to see. Oh, the whole time. Yep. I had to change the brightness on my TV. Yeah, the 2010s, just no wonder we're all blind. Truly. We have to sit through that blue light lens in every single film. (laughs) What else? The Ring, that one scene in Coyote Ugly. Oh, my God, yeah. It was everything. It was just like, we're going to make this artsy blue. I'd rather have that, though. Movies now are just like... Actually black. Like all superhero movies, when they're fighting in the rain and stuff, you can't see anything. I'd rather have that blue light from Twilight. Well, here's a life (laughs) tip. If you don't watch superhero movies, you don't have to watch two dark fighting scenes. (laughs) So, you know, just life hack. Wow, thank you for that. (laughs) Come for the Twilight recap, stay for the life advice. Or don't. (laughs) A little bit of trivia. Over 5,000 actors auditioned for the role of Edward and... For Bella, Jennifer Lawrence, Michelle Trachtenberg, Lily James, and podcast favorite Sarah Paxton were all considered as Bella. Yeah. I would have loved to see any of them. Yeah. And this was also the most purchased DVD of 2009. And that's all. Okay. So before we make Melissa break down this movie in one minute or less, I want to know what character, if any, does everybody identify as? Oh, God. Okay. I'll go first. So. I wanted it so badly to be Alice just because, you know, she's such a badass, but I am so Bella. And I think that's <laughs> why I got trapped into the Edward stuff at the mm-hmm. beginning. I was the fumbly, hesitant, talking all over herself, tripping all over herself girl. So that's why I have to say Bella. So I have to do the thing I have to do frequently on this podcast where somebody says they relate to somebody that I'm about to just like shit on for the next 50 minutes. So Melissa, I have to say you have shown more personality in the first five minutes of this podcast than Bella showed in her whole life. So when I make fun of Bella, I am not making fun of you. Oh, yeah. 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 You say you want to be Alice, but you don't think you are. I get Alice more from you than I get And that's to my inner personality was, but my outward facing, oh, like okay. high school, fresh out of college self was Bella. Fair. <laughs> I was not connected to myself yet uh-huh. at that yeah. point. You were still in your cocoon. The it. butterfly was yet to emerge. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I very heavily related to two characters, Jessica and Rosalie, because these are the two people who see Bella for who she is, like 
just a boring weirdo. <laughs> and I also like that Rosalie is the only one in this entire movie who is like, hey, uh, but maybe my vampire brother shouldn't be dating this human he wants to eat. Like, maybe we should talk about this as a family. <laughs> and I appreciate that she was like, no, this is fucking weird. Can we talk about it? Because that's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. I was always anti-Edward, so watching it this time didn't, like, open my eyes to that. But I will say, when I was younger, I always thought Rosalie was a bitch for no reason. And watching it now, I'm like, no, she's the only one with common sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Is she who you resonated with, too? No, I relate 100% to Jessica. She's jealous. She's annoying. They don't say that she's in drama club, but she's clearly in drama club. Like, I am Jessica. Okay. <laughs> I love yeah. it. That tracks. That does track. Thank you. So the time has come, Melissa. We're going to put one minute on the clock, and we're going to ask you to break down this movie in one minute or less. Take it away. All right. Twilight is about a flinchy girl named (laughs) Bella who moves in with her dad to a depressing town named after a utensil, where she has a part canine family friend named Jacob who has a crush on her, but she instead falls for a way older vampire, Edward, who looks nauseous every time she comes around. They all live happily ever after. That was 10 out of 10. Brilliant. Because this movie is two hours and two minutes, and truly there's no plot. Like, nothing happened. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's jump into this film about nothing. Two hours. Two hours. That was a shock for me to do a rewatch. I just want to say, Chelsea, you've... uh, I'll just say bitched every time I pick a movie. But this week and last week, you picked the movie and they were both two hours and two minutes. Well, we don't need to point fingers or name call, Donnie. (laughs) I didn't say you are a bitch. Uh I said you bitched Uh ED verb. Uh Got it. Got it. Well, you know, do what I say, not what I do. Isn't that a Bible verse? I don't know. Anywho. I am the cute one is now looking for sponsors. If you have a business you'd like to promote, email I am the cute one podcast at gmail.com to inquire about rates and packages. This movie begins with Bella Swan, who is a girl with about as much personality as a bag of mulch, moving away from her neglectful, narcissistic mother to move in with her deadbeat idiot dad. I forgot that the plot setup of this movie was just that the mom wanted to travel. Like, I thought... There was a big reason that she went to live with her dad, but now the mom just felt like going on vacation. Yeah, the mom's like, I have a really hot young baseball player boyfriend, and I'd really like to fuck him on the road. So, like, skedaddle, you're becoming a real inconvenience, child. My jaw job. <laughs> so, Bella quickly meets, well... I would say a colorful cast of characters, but a bland blue filtered cast of characters (laughs) feels more appropriate. So we have Jacob, a family friend who wears a wig, Eric, a totally straight guy, a girl with glasses who I literally like still can't remember her name, even though I just watched this movie, Mike Newton, who is like a horny Chad Michael Murray wannabe. And then, of course, Jessica, played by Anna Kendrick. Uh. Ah. <laughs> no, that was like a good oh, side. Okay. Yeah. These are the people I wish the movie was about. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. I was a new girl myself a few times. So I know you can walk in with the personality of a potato and just have everybody be instantly <laughs> interested in who you are. So I identified with that a lot. And it was very accurate because, I mean, just anybody new in a, a small town like Forks 
is oh, going to yeah. be like, oh my God, I wish you <laughs> didn't have to have any personality. Apparently not. We found that out in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have some Anna Kendrick tea. When I was watching this movie, I gasped because this is like very recent that I've acquired this tea. So as we know, my brother recently got married and it was like a beautiful wedding, like a perfect day, except for the whole my grandpa dying thing. But, you know, we'll just brush <laughs> past that. But I loved my sister-in-law's. She did another wedding where Anna Kendrick was the maid of honor. And spoiler alert, she sucks. <gasps> so... Oh, shit. I probably I'm so sorry. And I don't mean to be this bitch. I'm going to make this a Patreon exclusive because I'm realizing she said she signed an NDA. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> patreon.com slash I'm the cute one. I'm going to spill <laughs> the tea, all that. So. So we're back. Sorry, I was not trying. I'm like, this was so lovely. Wonderful. I hope she has an illustrious career. Now, let me ruin it by sharing this on a public platform with thousands of people. But what we did learn from that story is that Donnie really resonates with a monster in Hollywood. So nothing that we <laughs> didn't already do. know. Always, yeah. <laughs> so during lunch on her first day, Bella sees the Cullens who make a grand slow motion entrance. They are Dr. and Mrs. Cullen's foster kids. And much like the children in the Brady Bunch house, they are all fucking each other. <laughs> uh, and Anna Kendrick even points it out. Like this is not even something that the audience reads between the lines of. They flat out say, Yes. Is that even legal? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, and we will get to my thoughts on the Cullens' plan of like laying low in this small mm. town, but like that's not helping. Having children no. that are like openly dating each other not helping your cause of uh -uh. casually slipping under the radar. So we have <laughs> Rosalie and Emmett, Alice and Jasper, and then a broody emo Edward who turns out to be. Bella's lab partner. And like most rom-coms, these two have a real meet cute. Edward stares menacingly at Bella for the entire class, essentially throwing up in his mouth every time she tries to talk to him, only to literally ghost her and the school in order to never see her again. I was laughing out loud during this science class scene. Oh, it was so cringy. And what I love is that it's been remade in like TikToks and reels throughout the years. And it kills me every time. God, it's perfect. The whole movie, I think, is a a lot more funny than I remember it being. And I don't know if it was supposed to be then and we were all just such serious teenagers or if I'm just like making fun of it now, even without knowing it. But all of Edward and Bella's interactions made me laugh out loud. Yes. And I didn't feel like I was making fun of it. I just thought it was legitimately funny. Yeah, there is a difference. Like you and I are snarky bitches and we will yeah. find a way to like make fun of anything. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to make fun of other things. But there were moments of genuine belly laughing. The fan <laughs> blows and Edward literally is like, <laughs> I was chuckling. I was loving it. So Edward soon returns from his education vacation uh -huh. and the chemistry Got to talk about it. Undeniable between these two breathy, monotone robots as they speak to each other about <laughs> prophase, anaphase. To paraphrase Cardi B, someone get a mop. I mean, whew. why are they constantly so out of breath? Like they are literally summiting a mountain as they're speaking. They're like, <sighs> 
I think it's the only way to add personality. I don't think it is bad acting necessarily because we've seen better acting from both of them later on in their careers. For a long time, I thought both of them were such bad actors. And then I watched them in other projects. And I was like, no, she's actually great, kind of. But neither of these characters have any personality. So I think to like show you're exasperated or to show you're feeling something, the only thing to do is breathe heavy. (laughs) Breathe heavy and a lot of blinking. (laughs) And I am going to go on a tangent. Mm -hmm. This gave birth to something new that I didn't even plan on saying. So much of female-led young adult literature is girls with no personality like we understand that you are broken and your parents don't love you and the only way for you to like better yourself is to find strength in yourself and from a man's love but you can do that and be quirky like that matches my description (laughs) and i have a personality so these girls can too the only time i've ever met a like female lead in a young adult book with a personality is katniss i was gonna say katniss Yeah. yeah Donnie, are you a little feminist? Are you wearing your (laughs) pussy hat? I feel like your commentary lately has been very aligned with my thoughts. Uh, I need to take a year off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start a podcast with Joe Rogan for a year instead Mm. so I can get back on track. And then I'll come to you. Donnie's going to do a wellness (laughs) retreat of misogyny. (laughs) Back to his roots. Remember you beat each other up and have sex, right? (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it 
Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. Like what you're hearing? Head to Patreon.com slash one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. Now, Bella might be the human equivalent of a vanilla Yankee candle, and Edward <laughs> Cullen may be a toxic, gaslighting, mid-century fuckboy. But honestly, J.B. Fletcher who? Because this girl knows something is up and is committed to solve the mystery of why Edward Cullen is so fucking weird. So she collects the following clues. Edward's eyes change from black to gold. His hands are as cold as ice. He has superhuman strength and speed. He can hear the thoughts of the creepy men who follow Bella down dark alleys. Oh, and also he and his family all look and act like vampires. And here's where like, can we just talk about the Cullens approach to like laying low, flying under the radar, not being seen? These are easily the most visible and interesting people in the town. And he's a doctor in a small town. So like he literally saves people's lives. So if you were to talk about anyone and like thank anyone for the work they've done to your family and the community, it would be the leader of this family, the leader whose children then are all fucking each other (laughs) and take weeks off at a time anytime it's sunlight. Like there are clear (laughs) arrows pointing at these people. Vampire, 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 vampire. And like this man is a doctor for God knows how long. He has enough money, I'm sure, where this family could go off and live in the mountains and never be seen from again. Yeah. And how hard is it to just have a community where they all live in separate houses and they're related (laughs) to each other? Like, this is, you know, my son who's 26, not a high schooler. (laughs) Because why are they going to high school over and over and over again for all these years? Why would you choose that? It was hell for all of us. Why go back? Why do it again and again? You're like a thousand years old. When they have that collage of all of their cap and gowns, that is (laughs) disgusting. And you know they're not learning anything (laughs) new because, I mean, our education system in general is How many times do they have to read Lord of the Flies? Like, that is crazy. I didn't think about having to learn the That's what they like over. about it. <laughs> they just want to show off. Well, and then also, and this rant is almost over, but people in this area, like Jacob's family knows about the pale faces. Like, there are certainly other places in the world that you can live without having to double back to somewhere that they've clearly already lived before. Yeah, We're in the first century of this weird incestual family. There are clearly places you can go besides forks for the second time. Yeah. So with the help of Jacob and also Google Images, Bella does finally put it all together. And as is tradition, I am going to be talking a lot of shit about Edward, who is the male lead of this movie. But that doesn't negate the fact that Bella is an absolute 
idiot. The fact that she needed Google to put these clues <laughs> together, <laughs> any of these clues by themselves are enough for you to know, oh, this man's a vampire. <laughs> but then for all 12 of them combined, and then you need Google on top of that? Yeah, she sad. typed in like, pale face, cold hands, <laughs> eating people. And then Google was like, a vampire, you fucking moron. <laughs> that was the answer. But honestly, like, Bella, talk about perpetual victim this girl knows she has confirmed via google that her crush is a vampire and she decides to take him to a secluded wooded (laughs) area to confront him and i i don't want to blame the victim i don't want to blame the victim but if she ended up as edward's after school snack like she was fucking asking for it i think she was asking for it (laughs) i I really did i mean i think that that was her interest she's like you know what i fucking hate my life (laughs) fight me already but that would be the nicest thing he could do because he also thought about dropping her from the top of that tree so like (laughs) there were plenty of things that shouldn't have been happening in these woods He's like, do I scare you? And then he grabs her on his back (laughs) and takes her to like the top of a pine tree. He actually said, do I scare you? (sighs) And she said, (laughs) I blinked if you're listening. HN.com slash I am the cute one to see Donnie's blinks. So the cat's out of the bag. Edward is a vampire with sparkly skin who can read minds and wants to eat Bella. Now I will say about his sparkly skin, I dressed as him once for a party and it was one of my favorite costumes ever because it was so easy. I just wore jeans and a t-shirt from The Gap and body glitter Mm -hmm. and everybody loved it. (laughs) My friend was moving to London to be a foreign exchange student for a year or whatever. So everyone for her goodbye party had to dress as someone from England. And I went as Robert Pattinson. Just Edward, though, because I wanted to wear body glitter. (laughs) I bet your glitter looks more realistic than the Uh, glitter in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, why not just put him in body glitter? Why make it CGI? (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) So Edward's reign of terror as a manipulative, controlling boyfriend begins. He tells Bella that he doesn't have the strength to stay away from her anymore. And so now is the time. Let's just get it all out on the table. Let's talk about how fucked up and toxic this relationship is. Melissa, you've alluded to it, but what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, he watched her while she slept. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> There's the fact that he's quite old. And <laughs> even though, you know, he was frozen at 17, but uh, no, son. <laughs> Very creepy, very possessive, and toxic for sure. And all of those things you said, and then like made it known numerous times, I want to kill you. (laughs) It is so hard for me to be around you without killing you. He's so respectful (laughs) for holding that back. Oh my gosh, like what a gentleman to just not murder her, honestly. Yeah, it cannot be stated enough. This man is over 100 years old. Like, I just want to continue to say Edward should be in jail. This is a high school girl and he is over 100 years old. He is just like one giant red flag. And as somebody who has been a Bella in my life and has been with an Edward in my life now, not 100 Mm -hmm. years old, but you know, and it's (laughs) ironic when I read these books and I was watching these movies, I was in a very toxic relationship. And I think it was like really poisonous to me because Mm -hmm. it was so romanticized in this big way. But there were certain things looking back and rewatching it today. There were like lines that 
were meant like, and I think when I first saw these movies, I saw it as like, a, oh my God, like romance is alive. <laughs> but when he says like, if you're smart, you'll stay away from me. That is like a classic fuck boy move where like, if I tell you I'm bad, then it's your fault when I act yes. bad. I think Edward is a real dickhead. He is because at this point, like later Bella's throughout the movies and throughout the franchise, whatever, Bella's safety comes into play. So he's like forced to be around her. But at this point, you could literally just move. The only thing keeping you here is high school for the 20th time. Right. Mm -hmm. Just move. Just move. Yeah. He's like, well, we've got that Grapes of Wrath segment coming up in English class. I'd really like to stick around for that. Yeah, my project on Animal Farm really took a lot of time. I don't, <laughs> I need to find out what I want to present this diorama. <laughs> <laughs> so things move fast in this relationship, as they often do, and just, you know, abuse. And the time quickly comes for Bella to meet Edward's family who consider themselves vegetarians and do not eat humans. And because Bella has been isolated and alienated from her human friends, she quickly bonds with most of the Collins, especially with Alice. Now, Alice isn't the only one with a gift for seeing the future because I see a future in which Donnie rants about her haircut. So just take it away, Donnie. <laughs> you set me up for this. And then last week when I called everybody an almost famous ugly, then I did too much. But this week you gave me a segment to talk about this woman's haircut. So I'll please you and give you what <laughs> you want. You. But you know I hate a woman with a short haircut. And when this movie came out, I had the same haircut. I used to have to wake up every morning in college and flat iron the ends of my hair <laughs> with a flip like Mrs. Brady. Turns out, Alice did too. We had the same exact haircut. But that didn't stop me from hating it. When we would like discuss, like, oh, who's your favorite in Twilight? Who's your favorite in Twilight? People would say Alice, and I'd say... Okay. And like, in hindsight, I can see why, but I could not get past the haircut back then. Because this was also the time I just came off of seeing Mandy Moore oh, with God. that haircut and how to deal. So then I was on a Mandy Moore hiatus. And then just as I was starting to forgive her and her hair was growing back, then Alice came into my life. And I was like, Oh, my God, I can't get away from this half pipe. <laughs> so that's Alice. <laughs> Melissa, did you like her hair? <laughs> Honestly, like, no. I had a friend who had, like, a very similar haircut, but it was a little longer, but she'd always flip it out like that, and I thought she was really cool and pretty, <laughs> so I kind of compared her to Alice, but I, on myself, did not like short hair on me. I've always had long hair, so it was Thank not God. an enviable haircut <laughs> that I would want to get myself, but I was okay. like, oh, I'm so jealous that it looks good on other people. So here's how I know it's a bad haircut. <laughs> I always am fucking with my hair. Okay, so when I watched mm. Dirty Sexy Money, I would always end up inevitably, anytime I did a rewatch, I would end up with the bob because of the wife of the person. This is going to hit for like four people, uh -huh. two of which being me and Donnie who watched this show because nobody else in the world watched <laughs> Dirty Sexy Money. It's a travesty. That's a rant for another day. I'm somebody that like when I watched New Girl, all of a sudden I got the straight across bangs. Not one part of me was influenced to get this haircut <laughs> by watching Twilight. Mm. Donnie's going to be mad because, you know, I am, uh, you know, going through shit. So I'm like two weeks away from chopping my hair and Donnie's going to have a full meltdown and existential crisis. No, you're not going to do mm -hmm. that. We'll see. We'll see. Time will tell. Please, no. You wear wigs. Can you please <laughs> experiment with wigs? Yeah. You do not need to get a haircut. So if I were Bella, I would have stayed the fuck away from the Cullens once I heard they were vampires and they all like 
openly confirmed that I smell delicious. But (laughs) if that didn't deter me, I certainly would have left and never looked back the moment I realized my boyfriend's family engages in organized competitive baseball games. Mm. Now, I know I'm sporty. I'm the sporty spice of this podcast, but there is nothing I hate more than mandatory family bonding exercises. Like, can't we just sit around and drink and hang out? Like, why do we have to wear baseball uniforms and enjoy each other's company? You know? Well, the costume part I did like. (laughs) No organized things for me. Casual. Let's sit around the house and watch TV, eat. I'm not going out and playing organized sports. No, thanks. (laughs) <laughs> especially not about to get busted by the entire community. Like really you think the thunder's going to hide that? <laughs> like somebody's going to be walking in the woods one day and see you all darting around when you do this all the time. Yeah. Does no one ever get stuck out in the rain in forks? Like they're not at the grocery store and then they're like, Oh my God, it's raining. I have to get home. Someone's going to see you guys. Yeah. Um, We're not allowed to play board games in my family when we're together because my dad is very competitive. And on my husband's first Thanksgiving home with us, they tried to like break that rule and say, well, like, he's new to the family. Let's play. And then my dad ended up calling my sister an idiot because she got a question wrong. Uh. (laughs) Oh, oh no. She ran in the room and cried. Oh, Happy man. Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> quickly went back to that role of not playing <laughs> board games. Yeah, I wasn't a board game family growing up, thank God. I did marry into a puzzle family, which is quite troubling. But oh. <laughs> speaking of Thanksgiving's ruined, this is triggered. I was not planning this, but this has triggered a, a story in me, Donnie. So my brother's now okay. wife, because they've had their wedding, her first Thanksgiving that she spent with our family, I ruined because that was during the period of time that my husband, Dr. Bald, not a medical doctor, just a man that went bald at 22. The two of us were trying to have our first daughter. So we were, you know, tracking the cycles and such. And I was ovulating. So we were staying at our family's beach house. There's a master bedroom and a like at the time it was like meant for like the kids room, but it's like two double beds. And then there's like a pullout couch. So obviously as adults, like we would take turns on the pullout couch and having the room. So they had the room the first night and we were on the pullout couch and then we're going to like change sheets and switch for the second night. And I like got my panties in a bunch because they were going to like have the room the second night, which looking back, totally appropriate. Her first time with the family, she should have a door. But instead, (laughs) I knocked on the door and said, I'm so sorry, I'm ovulating and we're going to have sex in this room, whether you're in here or not. So (laughs) you make the choice. And then they did. They made the right choice. They moved to the pullout couch. And (laughs) God bless. Nine months later, my oldest was born. Oh, my God. Family fair. (laughs) Most of that is not an awe. That I love that. <laughs> Have you ever ruined a Thanksgiving, Melissa, oh, or should we just move along? I, I honestly don't recall ruining one. So That's a normal person along. answer. Thank you. Yeah. How did we get here? Oh, organized games. Mm-hmm. Jesus Sports. Christ. Sports, yep. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So while Edward is busy ruining Bella's life and making her participate in team sports, there is a B-plot storyline of this movie in which a perpetually shirtless vampire, a redheaded Penny Lane adjacent vampire, and the dude who killed Marissa Cooper on the OC are all going around murdering people. There's whispers of a serial killer on the loose, and it's getting national attention, which is bad for the Cullens, and... 
you know, the people being murdered. So all of this comes to a head at the Cullen family baseball game when the bad vampires, Laurent, Victoria, and James show up and get a whiff of sweet, sweet Bella. And while Laurent respects the Cullen's decision to keep a human pet, James is a vampire obsessed. He loves the thrill of the hunt, and he and Victoria will stop at nothing to eat Bella. Chilling. James is so hot, and I would like offer myself if I were Bella. This is a vampire I would let eat me and take me to a treetop. James, uh, did they sparkle in the sun too? Do all vampires or just the Cullens? Should be all of them. I think all vampires. Oh. All right. Why did you gasp, Chelsea? I gasped because circling back to our poll for Patreon, Donnie has never watched the fucking OC. (laughs) So we can add that to our list because if you want to do all these things to James, he is in the OC. Mm -hmm. He is? Mm -hmm. Real quick, Melissa, were you a, a Seth gal or a Ryan gal? Or did you not watch the OC? Oh, I watched it. Seth, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to watch the OC with Donnie because I want him to be horrified by Seth girls because he is going <laughs> to be a Ryan girl. <laughs> so after a Jeep Wrangler commercial, a fake breakup, and Bella doing what teenage girls do best, crushing her dad's <laughs> spirits, mm-hmm. the Cullens hatch a plan. Alice and Jasper will take Bella south while the rest of the family will lead the track in the wrong direction, which great, sure. But <laughs> what was the long game here? Like, what was the long term plan of this? Because honestly, like, I am with Rosalie. Why does she have to ruin her life for this bitch? Like, what's the plan? Like, so you guys just run away for the rest of your lives, which you're vampires. So, like, the rest of your lives is forever. Like, <laughs> I understood her being like, no. No, yeah. this whole scene did make me wonder what our cuties might have to say about it. So I asked them when they knew when their partner's family hated them. Ooh. And as always, the cuties delivered just <laughs> chaos. So one person said, I knew when his sisters told me that they expected me to be much prettier. <gasps> Whoa. But that could be his fault, too. What? <laughs> Donna? <laughs> That's like in the list of top 10 things to not say to a person i think oh i thought you would be prettier just well i mean for sure these are bitch sisters but maybe he really oversold (laughs) spoken like a true bitchy older sibling (laughs) one person said when i saw the book how to get along with your daughter-in-law when you don't (gasps) it was news to me Oh, my God. And then finally, and this one made me laugh because this is something that's happened to me, even though I do get along with my mother-in-law. When my mother-in-law got my kids whistles. (laughs) I keep like a mental list of people who give my kids loud toys because I'm like, you know what? Especially my friends that give my kids loud toys. I'm like, one day you might have a kid and I will ruin your life too. (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, have you ever been in a relationship where like your family hates a person or vice versa? Where my family does. Let's see. Or you could be the hated one as well. Yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine anybody hating you, but that would actually make for a great tale. I mean, I don't remember a time where I was specifically singled out to be like, oh, you did this bad thing that makes us not like you. But like my husband 
there was this whole misunderstanding, like with my side of the family where like, they just like, they saw him make a joke. I can't remember what it was, but it, they were like, oh, this guy's crude and all this kind of stuff. I was like, well, this is entirely out of context. Like, like, <laughs> and so for a while they just thought he was like this Chad is basically what it was, but he was playing a character that he posted up on a YouTube video. And that was like, I had a cousin that didn't like me very much at the time. And she pulled that out of context and was like, look at how he is. And this whole drama that I had to clear up. So it was kind of a weird thing. Yeah. 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 I imagine like social media, especially for family members that don't understand like content creation and playing yeah. parts yeah. and playing characters, that it could be a whole misunderstanding. That is. Well, oh. it was specifically pulled out of context for the sake of for her the agenda. purpose of drama because she liked my ex better at the oh. time. And so like they had bonded more and it, there's a whole weird backstory there because like she was like 16 at the time and he's continuing to like be friends with her. Edward, is that you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I was like, no, 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 we're not doing this. And I had oh to clear god. up the whole thing. So yeah, it was messy. It messy. was messy. I'd yeah. say. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about doing this podcast is realizing that every single family is messy, just in different, yeah. very specific ways. <laughs> so despite the Cullens giving very explicit, simple instructions for Bella to not leave their protection, Bella's going to Bella, and we mustn't underestimate her ability to make herself the victim in any situation. So she goes alone to confront James, which, spoiler alert, doesn't end well for her. (laughs) But this is where Edward's creepy stalking pays off because he quickly finds her, followed by the rest of his family, who pretty easily murder him and throw his body into a fire. Like, it seems like it was pretty, like, straightforward. Like, okay, we're going to rip the head off, throw it into the fire. Like, oops, done. Yeah, this is people that have done this before. Mm -hmm. Like, they, that was a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Bella is bitten and bleeding, and Edward makes the choice to remove the venom instead of allowing her to transition into a vampire. So with the help of Carlisle, he controls his thirst, essentially engaging in the vampire version of edging. (laughs) You're sick. But this scene really stuck with me when I first saw the movie. And sometimes when I like a movie, I just can't be done with it. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, when I saw the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, when I got home from the movies, I like sat on top of the railing, going up my steps, things like that. I like Mm -hmm. to act out little things. So when I first saw this, this is the scene I act out and I would suck my own arm venom. (laughs) So then I got to play her dying and play him sucking. (laughs) Donnie. What? It's called acting, Chelsea. Are you going to pull this out of context like Melissa's cousin? I was about to say, Melissa is literally blocking us. I know we say this every week of like, our guest is going to block us and never talk to us again. No, Melissa, if we are blocked, much like Bella, we were asking for it. What's wrong with that? It's acting. 
Uh, no, <laughs> no, we do not need a reenactment now. Please and thank you, Jesus Christ. Let's bring the ship home, me. All right, <laughs> that's my affirmation. <laughs> get it together, get it together, finish it up. So Bella lives. Good. The story <laughs> is that silly, clumsy Bella tripped and fell, leading her to break her leg and crash through a window, which her <laughs> negligent parents quickly believe and just like eat up. Nom, 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 nom. Because <laughs> questioning this flimsy alibi would mean looking inward for the truth. They are shitty ass parents whose shitty ass parenting made their child have a shitty ass attachment style, which led to her being in a weird, controlling, shitty ass relationship with a vampire. Yeah, when you put it like that, I can't <laughs> I can't say anything. Exactly. But at least somebody has some sense because Jacob and his wig crash Bella's prom to tell her that his family will be watching the relationship closely, which honestly, glad. Somebody needs Again, to. Again, yeah. Edward yeah. is an old man dating a high schooler. He should be in jail. And Jacob is severely underused in this movie. He's only in like three scenes. But I do want to talk about, before we part really quickly, in their first scene together, he's like, we used to make mud pies together. Isn't that... <laughs> Isn't mud pie what you call cow shit? <laughs> but mud pie is like you could also take dirt and like make yeah. pie. <laughs> okay. What were you doing? <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> but I did go to school in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. So people were doing oh, it. Yeah. But I really thought a mud pie was playing in cow shit. And that's why I was like very confused why they just like threw that line out there in front of both of their fathers and nobody reacted. Uh. <laughs> The mud pies I remember as a kid were just mud. mud. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But we do have follow-up questions for Donnie's hometown. So. Yeah. <laughs> I just Googled that cow pie is uh, a pile of cow shit. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> we used to make cow pies together. <laughs> and so love triangle seeds are planted, and the movie ends with a scorned Victoria watching Bella and Edward dance <laughs> in the gazebo from a Cinderella story. This scene is my favorite scene of the whole movie. The soundtrack paired with it, and the blue light like finally makes sense in this scene. Her red hair blowing in the wind. It was good. It was beautiful. Her fur coat. <laughs> She doesn't have body temperature, but she needs a fur coat. That's fine. I kind of love that. It's literally just a fashion, fashion statement. Yeah. She's like, I killed this animal for it, and you'll be next. So you act that. <laughs> next up, my Bella coat. Coming spring 2009. September, summer. <laughs> so final, final thoughts. Who, if we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake, or what would we want the plot to a sequel to? to be after the entire series let's follow renesmee oh and then she finds a weird little boy in high school that she can convert (laughs) isn't she jacob's girlfriend oh Oh, yeah right so then we could see that too well maybe she cheats on jacob Oh my god! Yeah, because he imprinted on her. That says well, you know what? About who she she hasn't gotten to that stage of their relationship yet, so it's Ooh, before okay. that. Because yeah. oh. it's too weird. Right. Yeah, because yeah. he has to be waiting till she's yeah. eighteen. Yeah. So this is like you know, fifteen-year-old Renesmee and Jacob is. Yeah, what are you gonna there, do, like, Jacob? Pissed, but he, yeah. but he yeah, can't be exactly. pissed because that's you know pedophilia. <laughs> but also, yeah, that is true. He imprinted on her, but mm-hmm. wolf law doesn't apply to half vampires. Mm-hmm. Right. Have human people. So, like, she's a free woman. She can do what she wants. You're right. I love it. 
That is God. actually a good idea for people. Yeah, that <laughs> wins automatically. Oh, that is sure. so good. Do you have anybody, not to put you on the spot, but do you have anybody in mind that you would want to like see play Renesme? Because obviously in the movies, she's a like... A Cabbage Patch doll after you suck it in the <laughs> food processor. <laughs> yes, that. Well, how old is the actress who played her now? I mean, time has passed. Oh. Maybe she well, right. just... <laughs> True. True. I bet she is of age. And that's the thing that always pissed me off. I mean, not to jump ahead, we will eventually cover the other movies, but like the actress is, was, will always be stunning. Yeah. They didn't need to no. do what they did. The baby no. form was the worst. Terrible. Ooh. Horrifying, actually. Yes, horrifying. <laughs> Should have saved that for spooky. <laughs> for the sequel, I would like to see the parenting journey of Bella and Edward. I would like to see what it's like for them to raise a half human, half vampire who's so smart, who can like read people's thoughts and feelings, who can, what? No, you go first and then I want to steal your idea and make it better. Okay, great. Love it. (laughs) Wonderful. But I want to see like, especially, I mean, as a parent in this generation, like there's a lot of parenting podcasts. There's a lot of like gentle parenting. We want to like accept kids for who they are. We want to affirm their beliefs. We want to make sure that they feel like they're their own people. But like, what do you do when your child is like a little tiny, like magical being who has more power than they know what to do with? I want to see Bella go through motherhood and come to terms with the fact that she has literally given up her life to be with this man and raise this child. And now she's perpetually going to be this age forever. But like dark, I want an HBO. See, now I'm taking the exact same plot that you said, but I want to WandaVision it and make it like a sitcom. Hmm. Well, thanks for once again, (laughs) just, you know, being like, I see that, but actually better though. Great, (laughs) wonderful. So- Final, final thoughts. What for us about this movie aged well and what aged like blockbuster? Take it away. I mean, any kind of over-the-top teen drama is always going to be something that has a rewatch value. So I would say that's Mm -hmm. what aged well because it's just chaos and way Mm overdramatic. What did (laughs) not age well uh, would be maybe the, the grooming (laughs) yeah i'd agree with you i think um in terms of what age like blockbuster i definitely think their relationship um in terms of what aged well i think there is a lot of whether on purpose or not there's a lot of humor that i never knew existed in this movie and i think over time it became more apparent yeah Yeah. i think i mean Melissa, you nailed it in terms of the things that did not age well. I mean, it's like, it's pretty jarring. But I think in terms of things that did age well, the cast, I think that most of the people went on to have pretty significant careers. I think that also just it did capture like taking away the vampire stuff. It goes back to Donnie's comment of like, you know, the humans were kind of what I would want to focus on. I think the human part of it always very much captured like what high school was like or what that human experience of like the excruciating awkwardness of high school and even the awkwardness that translates on screen of just like their like lunchtime interactions while it's cringy I think it's meant to be because like we all were cringy when we were in high school and I think that that very much ages well in terms of just like you know those awkward interactions of like oh but I like this girl but she likes this other guy who's like out of my league and out of her league and I think all of that 
ages well. And I think this is one of those movies that even though I think it's going to like exponentially get cringier as we go along, it does just take me back. It is that peak nostalgic value of like, it takes me back to that place of what it was like in 2008 where like you could walk into a party and be like team Jacob or team Edward and like people would have an answer for it. And I like that. I think that that for our age group is like, is always going to age well because like mm-hmm. we all lived through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On that note, Melissa, I am so sorry. <laughs> and also thank you for being here today. So tell everybody where they can watch your hilarious, hilarious videos where they can, you know, support you oh, all the thank things. you. Yeah. Right now I'm on TikTok and Instagram at the handle Melissa Kristen TV. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N. And yeah, those are the two platforms right now. And eventually YouTube. We'll see. (laughs) So next week we will be covering the craft in honor of kicking off spooky season. And we will talk to you later. Love Love you like a sister. sister. Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One. And go to I Am The Cute One.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you like, like a sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.